doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Meg here and you're listening to Into the Wilderness, my podcast that is raw and real and recorded when I get downloads from the universe or the energy around me and calls me to speak about these things. So let's get started. So this week, last episode, I talked about giving ourselves enough self-compassion to allow ourselves time in whatever way that is. And I know that when you're beginning that the journey of giving yourself that time, it's really, really hard to know where to start. So this episode is about how we overcome that. The first thing is start where you are. It's really easy to come up with a whole list of all of the things that you want to do. And I've done this so many times where I'm like, right, I've fallen off the wagon of self-care and I'm going to get back on and I'm going to do this, 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 this into, and add it all into my routine. Me and my friend were actually giggling about this the other day because we both did exactly the same thing. It's type A driven mind. You, of course, do that for two or three days, but ultimately it's not sustainable and you exhaust yourself in trying to do all of the things that are not meant to exhaust you. And so from my lessons is don't try to do that. Ultimately, you have an end goal of the kind of life and things you want to add into your life, but start small. Be honest with yourself, with where you are right now. You've obviously fallen off the wagon or maybe you've never even been on the wagon of self-care for a reason. And probably that reason is time and then lack of motivation and gradually the whole thing just starts to slip. So telling yourself that you're going to do a 90 minute yoga practice every day is probably um, a recipe for failure. Telling yourself that you are going to go for a run every day may be unrealistic too. So sit with yourself with your list of 10 things that you love to do for yourself and ask yourself, how can you make those things as small as possible that you are more likely to achieve them? It's called setting yourself up to win. If we start by setting ourselves up to fail, we will probably inevitably never achieve what we want to achieve and I've experienced this recently through lockdown where I really wanted to get back into a much more regular routine with my own self-care but I knew if I said said to myself well I'm going to meditate and then I'm going to do my yoga practice and I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and I knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable so I started where I was The first thing is I tried to find a moment in my day and I managed to link it to something else. So I wasn't trying to fit something new in. I was linking it to something that was already there to start my breathing practice because that was the most important thing that I felt that I needed to start with. And I linked it to the morning feed of my baby. As I fed her in the morning, I did my own breathing practice. The morning feed was going to happen every single day, come what may. And so to link something to that that I was able to do with ease was in a way of my in, my in starting my own self-care routine again that I had lost. 
I then gradually found that after doing my breathing practice, I could see another moment in the, in the morning that I could write a few gratitude points. And slowly my rituals and my morning routine started to build. But it was a very slow process, maybe adding another few minutes each week. So I started where I was. I didn't go in with this massive plan of adding another hour and a half of stuff to do for my day. It was literally 10 breaths, then maybe two lines to write, then maybe pull a card. And slowly I've managed to build it to where I now have a really beautiful structured morning routine where I do my breathing work, I set my intentions, I check in with myself and I do some yoga. And all of that hasn't really impeded in the time that I've taken from my day. It's all been attached to things that were already happening. It's time still spent with my daughter. It's not where I've got to drag myself out of bed earlier to try and fit it all in before she wakes. And to be honest, if I'm really honest with myself, I want her to witness me doing those things. I want, like I said in my last episode, I want to demonstrate to her that this is an important thing in all of our days and I don't want to hide it from her or try to squeeze it in when she's not around. I want her to be part of it. It's a beautiful energy to be around and I love having her there but as a demonstrating as a, for a mother I want her to see that this time for me is a time for us and ultimately it's going to be part of our lives. I also knew sustainability I was much more likely to keep doing it if she was around me than if I was trying to fit it in when she wasn't. And that's where I had fallen off the wagon before. So start where you are. The first yoga sutra is we begin now. It's about showing up with no expectation, with no big picture of perfection, but just begin. I once heard someone say that if you set a time limit on something, you're less likely to do it. So for example, let's take meditation. If you say to yourself, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes every day, there are gonna be times where 10 minutes feels like years and you've got the time, but there's gonna be times where 10 minutes feels like there's no way that's gonna fit in. So she said, just show up. That's your intention, that's your thing. Start where you are, just show up. She said, have whatever you need ready and easy accessible so if you want to practice a bit of yoga have your yoga mat rolled out somewhere in the house ready to go somewhat rad um a person on instagram she always said she was a she's a top lawyer in london so lives a busy life but wants to practice yoga every day so her routine was is she came in from work and got dressed in her yoga clothes so she was ready to drop and go whenever she wanted to she wore her yoga clothes all evening and whenever she felt ready to do a bit of stretching, it wasn't a process of having to go and get changed. Definitely getting changed for me is a thing that stops me. So I've shed the perfection of needing to wear my yoga clothes. I'm quite happy to do a few stretches in my jeans or in whatever I'm wearing at the time, my pyjamas. The perfection of what I see on Instagram always put a barrier to me actually doing my daily practice. But the biggest thing is to show up. So if you show up and you do two minutes movement, you've shown up that day, you can tick that box, you've done it. Two minutes movement is better than nothing. 
But most of the time what happens is when you show up, when you step on your mat or step on your meditation cushion or put your trainers on to go for a run and just think I'm just going to run up and down the road, you go for longer. Because once you're on it, once you're doing it, suddenly you realise you do have the time. But putting a time on I'm going to run or I'm going to do this for this amount of time for most of us puts a barrier in our head and actually it means that we're more likely to not do it than do it. Even if you do the time limit for as short as you possibly can. It's just a psyche thing with us humans. So the process of beginning where you are is just saying to yourself, give yourself one thing that you are going to show up for and try to make it as small amount of time as possible in the day so it is achievable. Set your day, set, set the space up ready for it to be done. So if it's running, have your trainers ready, have all your running gear ready and out. So you don't have to go and spend 10 minutes searching for everything. If it's yoga, have your yoga mat rolled out. If it's meditation, maybe have a cushion set aside or the app easily accessible on your phone if you follow a meditation have the things that you need there. Someone once asked me, how do you keep your gratitude journals up to get to date? Basically, I worked out that the only place I would do it is when I'm in bed, like when I'm getting up in the morning or when I'm going to bed at night. So my gratitude journal has to be next to my bed. I have to have a working pen. So my pen ink ran out and I didn't write my gratitude journal for three weeks until I realised that it was actually the fact that my pen had run out that was stopping me. I was in bed by that point. Every time I'd go to write it, I'd like, oh crap, I have got, haven't got a pen. And by that point, I was so tired, I couldn't be bothered to get up and go and get a pen. So I didn't write it. So one day in the day when I had the energy, I went and changed my pen, made sure I had a working pen and bingo, I started writing my gratitude journal. But if I carried that gratitude journal, and I literally carried it around with me, it was in my bag, it was everywhere I went, but it never got filled in to start with. Because wherever it was, I didn't really do it. But when it was next to my bed, that's where I did it. I have my cards next to my bed, my um, tarot cards that I love to pull. I pull a couple before I go to sleep and a couple when I wake up. And again, that's the time I need to do it. And then they're next to my bed. I have tried so many different places in my house and that's where it works. So the bed might not be for you. It might be next to the cooker. It might be on your desk. It can be anywhere, but play with different areas of where these things are going to work for you. And don't be disheartened if you don't do it. Just try a different space in the house, a different place for you to kind of get into it. And you will find that point. And if it's set up and it's ready to go, then you're more likely to do that thing, whatever it is that you want to do. It's the equivalent of brushing your teeth. If your toothbrush wasn't next to the sink with a full toothpaste tube there and you had to, every time you wanted to brush your teeth, had to go and search for a toothbrush and had to find some toothpaste, you would probably be much less likely to brush your teeth morning and night. We have the things that we want to do and the things that we're so indoctrinated in our routine, they are always ready. So if you want to add something new to your routine, start where you are look around your house and think right that's where I'm going to do it and that's where I'm going to be set up and don't put a time limit on it make it as easy and as accessible as you possibly can let go of the visions of perfection how your notebook looks does not matter how you are dressed does not matter it's making it as easy for yourself to do these things 
And the next and final thing is don't put too many new things in your routine at once. Start with one thing and slowly over the next few months, trickle feed in those extra little bits that you like to do and link them. So attach them to things that you're already doing. So someone um, said that they pull a card every time they clean their teeth. So they've obviously got their tarot cards next to their sink. And as they're cleaning their teeth, they'll pull a card and read their tarot card for the day. Because to be honest, cleaning our teeth is quite boring and that's something they can do. If you have a daily shower, you can do a shower meditation. A breath, breath work in the shower can be really powerful. Or if you have a daily bath, I know my one of my best friends, she always listened to her Headspace app and did her meditation while she had her evening bath. Linking to already established routines is a really quick hack to building another routine into it. And immediately you're giving yourself that space and self-care that you weren't doing beforehand. All of this starts to let go and drop the barriers of starting that new journey. When we, we can so easily cause ourselves blocks from beginning by having the right outfit, searching for the right app doing the right thing making it look perfect but actually we then never ever get on with it so your first little bit of homework is before you even decide what you'll do or before you even go to do it make sure you're set up for it so get whatever you need in the right place established to do that thing you want to do for me right now, I have always talked about wanting to have flowers and plants in my house and I have been rubbish at it. I always kill them, they never survive. Um, but recently I have really fallen down. I've really said to myself, look, if you haven't got time to water flowers, then what is your life all about? So I've made sure that I've got my watering can, I've got it easy to access it's easy to access. I've brought the things that I need. So like the mister for the indoor plants and stuff like that. And it's all easily accessible and it literally takes me minutes. But it's the simple thing of not having a watering can and having to find other vessels to water the plants that would always mean that I would go, oh, I'll do that later. It's a bit too awkward for me right now. And ultimately, that would stop me doing the thing that I really wanted to do. And it would stop me living the life that I really wanted to do. Our brains have the most amazing ability to push things away, even if we really, really want to do them. So if you're on my wilderness platform and you want to practice yoga every day, have the page open on one of your browsers, on your laptop or on your Kindle or your iPad, when you've finished a yoga video, set the next one up ready to go. So when you come to it, all you've got to do is press play. That's such a simple thing to do, but it saves you half an hour scrolling through, deciding what you feel like, and then wasting that time where you could have been practicing. If you want to read a book every day or read a page of a book, think about where you're going to read that book and have it there for you. If you want to do some meditation and you're looking either you're on my app so you can follow you, you've got the meditation set up or 
if you've got an app, make sure it's easily accessible on your phone. You haven't got to go to search for it and have bookmark a few of the meditations that you love. So again, they're easy to find and you've just got to press go. Put this into any part of your life. Make it as easy as possible to access. It might take a few minutes or it might take your first practice is actually setting up for the rest of your practices. But once you've done that, you will be so much more likely to give yourself that time that you need and you desire. And the final thing is maybe even give yourself what we call a spiritual running buddy. So set up with a friend that also wants to start this and make yourself accountable. If you're like me and you only really show up for other people, get someone else to help you show up. So whether it, if you want to go for a weekly walk, um, book in with a mate to go for a weekly walk. If they're not local, do a kind of have a phone call with them as you walk. If you want to do a daily yoga practice, then state it to somewhere or have a friend that texts you and say like are we ready to do yoga you can both do it at home or um, at your own separate houses you don't have to get together but a spiritual running buddy is basically someone on the same journey as you that's willing to kind of give you a kick up the bum every now and then and remind you of what you're planning on doing um, my plant spiritual running bunny is one of my best friends Jen and she inspired me to fall down my plant route and so we talk about plants and we take photos of our plants but just those simple things will just keep you kind of connected to what you want to do join in a community so for example on our my wilderness app um, platform we have a community on a flick chat and also a facebook chat where everyone connects about practicing and shares resources and talks about things that are going on and this community really helps people stay kind of together and and on that same journey and the last thing i keep saying the last thing but another thing is don't beat yourself up if you get to the end of the day and it hasn't happened I've talked about this before but Tara Brack calls it shooting yourself with a second arrow not giving yourself that self-compassion that day will already be making you feel not as good and so beating yourself up about not doing it won't make you feel any better let yourself off the hook that day but make a promise to yourself to show up again the next the more you can do it from a space of love, the more you give, you give yourself a, a chance of maintaining a practice. And if you miss something for a couple of days because you haven't filled your pen with ink, it's fine. But remember to come back to it. Give yourself a little reminder and then get going with it. If you take a weekend off because you want it with your family, then just make a promise put an alarm on your phone or a little reminder to come back to it on a Monday. You don't have to do something every single day, but just remind yourself of why you're doing it and give yourself that space and time to do it because it will make you feel so much better. It will give you the energy you need to serve everyone else 
and it will just be that moment of connection that you so deserve with yourself. So hopefully that's a few ideas of how to begin this practice of self-care, how to show up for yourself. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to me share any ideas that you have that you've found that have helped you with your practice and cultivating a self-care routine. Um, and I'll share that with everyone else too, or come to the groups. Um, you'll find me on social media in the Instagram place, mainly at at megparkinson underscore yoga, or my website is www.megparkinsonyoga.com. And on there, you'll find The Wilderness, which is my online platform for all yoga classes and things like that. And the yoga community, if you wanted to join feel free to come over and join us wild women over there um and yeah have an amazing rest of your week namaste